Good evening, Lake Church. How is everyone doing this evening? It is so good to see you, and it's so good to be together here tonight. We also want to welcome our online audience. Thank you for being here with us tonight. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping him together. So some reminders for what's coming up this week. Um, next Monday night, November the 7th, new classes begin for Train Bible College. So um, it's not too late to register. Even the night of the class, you could just show up, and we'll get you organized and going and, and ready for your class, okay? Or you can talk to Jesse Lindley or Pastor Bob. They'll be glad to provide you with some instruction. You can also go out to the Lake Church website, and you can find information there about the classes. You can take uh, a class only, or you can enroll for the whole semester, whatever you want to do, but you don't want to miss it, because that's how you're going to be built and grow and go forward. And I can't think of anything more exciting than growing in the things of God, being people of, of the Lord. Okay, then also coming up, we have the Greater Ladies Retreat on November 11th and 12th. That's Friday night uh, at 6.30 with check-in at 6 p.m., it says. Um, there's going to be hot dogs and s'mores around the fire for Friday night. And then Saturday morning, they'll start with breakfast and fellowship and then move on to worship and the word uh, with the time together ending around noon that day. The cost is $25 per person. And you can sponsor a youth for 15 or by just simply using the promo code youth. I believe you could go out to the app or to the website, and that's where you can register and pay uh, for that event. Also, we have coming up pies for missions. All right. Now, remember, Thanksgiving's coming like, I don't know, maybe three weeks from tomorrow or something or two weeks or I don't know. I'm lost. But, you know, it's coming up quickly. Okay. It's going to be here before we know it. And so pies are now available uh, just in time for the holiday. However, you do need to pre-order these. Okay. Um, and then they'll be ready on Sunday, November the 20th, which is the Sunday, the week of Thanksgiving, and they're $25 each. Now, tonight we're going to have an actual paper sign-up if you want to go out in the lobby. Following service, you can sign up there, and you can um, go ahead and pay and be done with it, or you can actually do it through the app. So if you've not downloaded the app, that is another reason to do it now. So you can go out to the app, and then I believe it says Lake Church Events. You go there, you'll see the little pies as you scroll down, you just click on that, and it'll lead you right through it, and you can pay right there on the spot. So um, anyway, so you can do that. So not a lot of time, so get those ordered as quickly as possible. You know you're going to eat pie no matter what for Thanksgiving, so why not eat pie that's eternal, that will have eternal ram effects, eternal ramifications, instead of wasting our money with the one time it's done, it's over. So let's just do it that way. Hallelujah. So the church bulletin is out on the app. So again, be sure that you do have that. And if you have not loaded it yet, do, do remember that you can go out to the app and then look for Lake Church. I was able to put in the zip code it pulled in up all the churches within that zip code, and then I was able to click right on Lake Church, and it's super, super easy. Also, we'll transition into giving, and that is a way that you can give is through the app as well. So that's another way you can give, as well as your seat back. You can do it through envelope. You can just fill out card information on that. You can do a check, or you can do cash. You can also do it through text to give or on 
lake-church.com and go to the giving tab. So there's plenty of different ways that you can give, plenty of different ways that you can build the kingdom of God through giving. Hallelujah. So that's what I want to encourage you with tonight is remember that when you're giving, you're, you're giving to the kingdom. Everything we mentioned tonight is going to have something eternal associated with it. And it's time that we start thinking on eternal things and not things that are just going to last for a day. And so that's what I want to encourage you with because whenever we're investing in the lives of someone who's going to be a Bible student or we're going ourselves, that is something that can't be taken from us. That is an eternal reward. So our money is never wasted when we do something like that. When we um, fellowship together and we pray over each other and those kinds of things as women of God, those are things that are eternal and relationships that can be built eternally and lives that can be changed eternally. Whenever we buy a pie, and we sow it into the kingdom, we can change lives all over the world. Just think about that. You may not be able to go yourself because sometimes life happens, you have jobs, whatever, but you can go through giving to a specific thing that's involved with eternal rewards. So as we think about our money, let's think about eternal things and let's invest that way and see how the kingdom of God will begin to expand in our life. Amen? All right, so I'm going to pray, and then um, we will let Jesse Lindley get going here tonight. Hallelujah. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for being so good to us, for being so faithful. Lord, we just love you. We praise your name. You're so worthy and holy, and we thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy. Now, Lord, we just thank you tonight that as we sow into the kingdom of God, that we see the, the ramifications of it for all eternity, Lord, the, the lives that we change because we are doers of the word, because we're planting into an eternal kingdom, and that kingdom cannot be hindered by the things of the natural. So, Lord, we thank you right now that we go forth as doers, and that your word must go forth and must in, uh, bring us in the way that we need to go, Father. And we thank you for it, Lord. Right now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Praise the Lord. Good evening, Lake Church. Praise the Lord. Let's spend a little time getting into the presence of the Lord. Let's all stand up together. Praise the Lord. I'd like to take just a few minutes. Uh, let's get focused on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator, the one true and living God, amen, the great I Am. Just begin to focus on the Lord. Begin to express what the Spirit brings to you. Begin to lift up an offering of praise to Him. Father, we just want to give you thanks and honor tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Father, to be together in your name and in your presence. Holy Spirit, we just open ourselves. We yield to unction tonight. We thank you for impartation in advance. We rejoice together for word going forth, revelation knowledge being imparted, Father. We want to just magnify you, Jesus. Make your name great. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Great are you, God. Great are you, God. Great are you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Those of you with prayer language and speaking in tongues, let's go ahead and start to stir ourselves up in the Spirit.
Yobrali Kishir and Amandara, Eba Rombo Roller, E. Cabadanda de Gishida, Yumbrun Ramoshordi Kishida Rabashanda, Yabrunorum Mujadiri Kishijanama. Great are you, God. Great are you, God. Great are you, God. Great are you, God. Worthy, 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 worthy. Worthy, 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 worthy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Unable to change. Faithful. Faithful. You're good to us, Father. Your mercy endures forever, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 We exalt you, Lord. We lift you up. Glory, glory, glory. Romboradishi kirambarana marda. Ye borolo shomradi kira la borondora la mazandeshi. Shibiki nambondora makarda di kichindereshija. Shomborandi kibarala. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. King of kings. King of kings. Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise your Lord. Praise God. Go ahead and find your seats. Praise God. Let's remain in an attitude of worship. I have... Uh, I have a word from the Lord, and so it's important that I don't get ahead of myself. It's important that I don't get in a hurry. I tend to do that a lot. I get excited. Even now, i got a bunch of stuff just bouncing around in my head and just, uh, just, just pinging around in my spirit. You know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So it's important I take my time, but it's, it's, we need to uh, recognize and be open to receive from the hand of the Lord. And uh, just remember that tonight the Holy Spirit sounds like Jesse Lindley. Amen. So um, the title of my message tonight is Thank You. We're entering into the Thanksgiving season, but I got to tell you that that's just a little bait and switch there. That's where we're going to begin, but that's where we want, that's not where we're going to end. About, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, the Lord started moving upon me that in my own personal time of um, prayer and worship that I needed to make a concerted, uh, disciplined, intentioned, 
aware uh, effort to make sure that when I say thank you to God, that I mean it. And to be intentional in that every time I say thank you, Lord, that I'm thanking him for something and that I mean it. That it's not just lip service. A lot of times we'll say thank you, Lord, and it's, it's just Christianese, right? It's just jargon. A lot of times we'll say thank you, Lord, and there's no real meaning behind it. There's certainly no heart behind it. Amen? So the, the Spirit of the Lord started to just uh, move me personally in my own time. Like I say, it's been maybe a year, year and a half. And so anytime we come together, anytime in my personal prayer time, anytime that I'm studying the Word for myself, and I begin to thank the Lord, I say, thank you, Lord, but I say it with conviction. It means something. Thank you, Lord. It's not just lip service. Thank you, Lord. And I begin to just thank him because he's good. Thank you, Lord. Today I was thanking God. Man, it got good. It got good. It got good today. Say, thank you, Lord, that you are good. And I got to admit, sometimes when you start out and you want to thank the Lord, sometimes you got to start, you got to, you got to prime the pump. You got to, you got to think of some things. Thank you, Lord, for uh, these shoes. I like these shoes a lot. Thank you, Lord. You understand what I'm saying? But you prime the pump and you start, you start to get going. And you start thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your mercies are new every morning. Thank you that your goodness endures through all generations and for eternity. Thank you, Lord, for my own redemption. I can feel it rising up in me right now. Thank you, Jesus, for the way that you've made for salvation. Thank you, Father, for your just eternal wisdom that this has always been the plan that I'd be a part of it. Thank you, Lord, that you would even consider me, that you would want to know me. Thank you, Lord, for taking your time to create such an incredible world for me to live in. It wasn't for him. You guys understand that he created the earth for us? He had us in mind. Thank you, Lord. You already had me in mind when you created the earth. You created the earth so that I could live in it. And when I look around, thank you, Lord, just for the air that I breathe. Thank you, Lord, for nature that I can enjoy. Thank you, Lord, that the, the, the solar system doesn't fly off into outer space because it's so precise and perfect. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so with that, I've discovered that in those times of expressing my thanks, and it's not just gratitude. So I can express my gratitude to, to Joel for taking care of me before service and making sure that I have a, a water bottle and make sure the microphone. You know, I can express gratitude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But, but when I start to talk to the Lord, it's not gratitude. It's worship. When I start to be, express my thanks to God, it's worship. God is worthy of so much more than just my gratitude. Gratitude doesn't, start, doesn't even start to express what God is worthy of. When I begin to thank God for his magnificent plan, when I begin to thank God for Lake Church and my pastors, when I begin to thank God for those people that I serve alongside, when I begin to thank God for what he continues to use me in spite of myself, when I thank God, I just, when I thank God, when I thank God, I get out of myself. 
And it's amazing what happens is when you get into an attitude of worship like that, you start to express thanks to God, and you realize, oh, man, I'm receiving as much as I'm giving. As a matter of fact, I'm receiving more. And so I noticed that there was an interesting uh, transaction there that when I began to worship God, when I approached him with thanksgiving, thank you, Lord, and I realized this is more than just gratitude. This is worship. Then it's amazing how much the word of God, how much the Bible, how much scripture has been open to me. It's amazing how much revelation I've been receiving. It's, it's been amazing the anointing that I've been able to step into as far as my teaching. It's been amazing uh, the opportunities that arise for me to express and be the hands and feet of Jesus. When I begin to express my thanks to God as an, a sacrifice of worship, then the results are greater fellowship and greater revelation. Amen? What happens many times is we're not able to get past ourselves, our mind, even though our spirit man is moving upon our mind in order to affect our body. So the more my mind gets in the way and the less I express my thanks, the less I worship, the less my spirit has influence over my mind. But instead, my mind and body actually hold my spirit captive. My spirit man is captive inside of my body because my mind refuses to give way to the spirit. And I wonder why I don't walk in divine health. I wonder why I don't enjoy divine favor. I wonder why the promises in the word, I don't see them come to pass in my life. I can't make, I can't figure it out. What's happening here? Oh, wait. All of those things are manifestations of spiritual truths. If I hold my spirit captive by my mind inside my body, I never allow spiritual truths to manifest themselves in the natural realm. The Bible's very clear in Galatians chapter 6. I love the way the Passion Translation puts it. Your harvest reveals the seed you've sown. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we're coming into a time, I believe, that we're very late in the game. I believe time is very short. It's an exciting thing to those that are waiting for the Lord. Amen? It's an exciting time for those that won't be caught like a thief in the night, but we're trimming the wicks, making sure our, oil is, our lamp is full of oil. We're waiting for the groom to return for the bride. Amen. It's an exciting time for those of us who have the blessed hope. Amen. An escape from this earth that groans and travails waiting for the sons of God to manifest. Amen. And I have trouble making that, that connection. It's, it's weird that I don't see these things come to pass, but instead I keep struggling with what I've always struggled with. But my mind and my body hold my spirit man captive. Whether I'm aware of it or not, of, of it or not I continually sow seed into the natural. I'm sowing seed 
and I'm reaping a harvest from the seed that I've sown. I continually sow seed into the carnal, the natural, those things that pass away, and I'm not mindful of those eternal things. And so guess what I get? I get carnal things, things that don't matter, things that actually hold me captive, things that master me when I should be a master of those things. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to read to you something that um, the Lord spoke to me during a rise two weeks ago tonight, as a matter of fact. Let me pull it up here. Got to live technology. Praise the Lord. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. As I was standing right over there, and we're, it was during praise and worship. And it was during a moment um, where... The band was still playing. The congregation was still engaged in praise and worship. But I was in my own little world over there. It was just me and the Lord. Amen. So this is what the Lord spoke to me. Many in the church do not know me. And it is revealed in their lack of reverence and willingness to die to self. But the time has come that they will know me as God. They will have a front row seat to my power and might. Many will awaken from their slumber, but it will be to watch as those who answered the call to righteousness and true holiness walk in the power of my authority, and they will discover who I am at the same time the world does. And so tonight, there is a proper way to receive from the Lord. And I believe that there are many who have grown weary waiting to receive from the Lord as a result of improperly trying to approach Him incorrectly. There's a proper way to approach the Lord. There's a proper way to come before the creator of the universe. There's a proper way to approach Yahweh. Amen? We can't just do it the way we want to do it. Jesus said in John chapter 4 when he's talking to the, to the Samaritan woman at the well, he said, the time is coming and now is when those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. And there are many in the church that are trying to worship God in their natural mind or in their natural effort and grow disillusioned when they don't receive from the Lord in the Spirit. So there's a proper way. There's a proper way to approach the Lord. There's a proper way to worship God. And those things will result in receiving from Him. Amen? When we're able to approach the Lord in the manner that He's worthy of being approached, when we, pro when we uh, uh, come before Him in the manner that is prescribed in Scripture, because He's worthy, amen, then we allow our spirit man to influence our mind and our body is outvoted. Isn't that right? And then that releases the spirit realm into the natural realm. The spirit man is made for three things, for worship, 
fellowship and revelation. That's what your spirit man is designed for, to worship God, to fellowship with him, and those things will result in revelation from him. Amen? But those things, you cannot have revelation outside of worship. You cannot have it. Let's turn to uh, Psalm 100. I want to read you from the Passion Translation tonight. I've been just really been being blessed by the Passion Translation lately. I've spent my whole life studying from the King James, and uh, it's, if it's good enough for the Apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. Amen. I'm just kidding. But that's just what I'm used to studying. That's what I'm used to teaching out of. But uh, I've been looking at the, the Passion Translation lately, and it's just, just really been a blessing to me. Psalms, the collection of Psalms, the book of Psalms, we need to understand are actually songs. The word psalm means an, uh, a song of praise. And so the whole book of Psalms is um, in order to teach us how to worship God. And there are five sections in the book of Psalms. I could really get into the real teacher mode, but the section that we're in here now coincides with, um, see, the five sections, they coincide with the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, all right? So each section coincides with one of those books. So the section that we're in, Psalm 100, coincides with Numbers, which is our sojourn, our, our journey here while we're here on the earth. So collectively, the book of Psalms, it's a, it's a collection of doxologies, which is the proper uh, um, liturgical, the, um, what's the word for that? The proper tradition, the um, prescribed proper way to approach God. The, the whole book is a doxology. It's how to praise God the proper way. And so when we get to this section, it's how to praise God as we journey through this natural life. So in Psalm 100, the heading is a poetic song for thanksgiving. The King James, I think, says a psalm of praise. But when you study that in the Hebrew, the two are interchangeable. Thanksgiving is praise. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Hallelujah. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Now, we're talking about how to worship God here. Now, I can't help but look around sometimes, and I'm not trying to condemn or convict anybody. I'm just making observations because I used to be there myself as I look around. and We have a hard time singing next to our neighbor, much less shouting. Amen? And I used to be the one, because I'm a pretty laid-back guy, I'm pretty mellow, and so I'm not super demonstrative unless, I'm just, unless you just really push me. I might get a little sideways with you. But normally I'm pretty laid-back. I'm pretty, I'm, I observe a lot. I don't, you know, especially if it's something that I don't feel I have anything to contribute, I'm going to just observe and listen. So I found myself, I'm that guy that said, well, I'm just not the one that jumps around. I'm just, I'm just not the guy that gets all crazy and undignified. I, I'm just not that guy that'll run around the room, you know. I'm just not, that's not, that's not old Jesse. That's not how I do. But what I realized was I was in my own way. That my mind and my body were holding my spirit captive. 
And when I began to get my mind out of the way and allowing my spirit to influence my mind and my body has to come into subjection to those things, man, I was greatly, greatly blessed by my time with the Lord. So this isn't just raising hands and singing songs. This is quite literally a shout. It's a shout. It's a shout. We got to learn to shout. We're going to have to learn to shout. That's how they do it in heaven. Heaven's going to be loud, and it's going to be that way forever. You might as well just jump in. Every once in a while, you might dip the toe, but before long, you're going to slide in there. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you're starting in the solical realm is what's happening. You are getting your mind out of the way by when you shout. Amen? Amen. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. Oh, man, this part right here just was really exciting when I read it. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh, our God. I was doing a uh, project for a homeowner one time in, in painting and, and such. And so she came to me, and I don't know what brought it up, but she, I think I mentioned church or something like that. I generally do. It usually comes up. And so she says, uh, do you go to the a church where you, you raise your hands and, and during praise and, and worship? I was like, yes, I do. We love it. And she said, well, my husband, he, he doesn't feel like we have to do that. He doesn't understand why we need to do that. So he just doesn't. I'm like, well, in my mind, I didn't say this. Why are you telling me? <laughs> but, but it was interesting. I just found it interesting that well, my husband doesn't feel like that that's necessary. Well, I said, well, that's, that's a shame. And then I said, because the way that she said it, it made it sound like she did. So she was trying to throw him under the bus. He wasn't even there. I'm like, why? What are you doing at right now? So, so he, he doesn't believe that. He, he doesn't see why we have to do that. I said, do you pray in tongues? And she was like, no. I was like, well, you're missing out. And she turned around and walked away. <laughs> she didn't want anything to do with that. But I thought about that. The rest of the time I'm painting walls and stuff, I was like, man, that was kind of a weird interaction. And so I thought about what she said about her husband, that he didn't think that it was necessary. He didn't see the reason behind it. And I was like, Lord, why do you, th why, I mean, why, that's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to tell a stranger for one thing. And he said, it's because he doesn't believe that I'm worthy. He doesn't believe that I deserve it. And so I thought about that for a while. And guess what? I'd be as demonstrative as I can now. I realize that until I'm able to get past myself, Without, I may not be conscious of it, but what I'm saying is if I can't get past myself enough to shout or let what's in my spirit come out, whether it's a little jig or run around or jump up and down, jump up on the chair, sometimes I just want to 
kick over a chair and throw a t-shirt. Because that's what's in me. And the Lord is blessed by that. Amen? But the longer I hold that in, the longer I'm holding my spirit captive. And the longer I hold my spirit captive, the less I'm able to fellowship with God. And then there's zero revelation. Amen? We have to get past ourselves. We, I'm getting ahead of myself. Slow down, Jesse. Realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh, our God. This is what the Lord, I believe, was referring to when he said, there are many who don't know me, and you can tell by their lack of reverence and willingness to die to self. Is there are people that do not know God as God. They know God as taskmaster. They know God as judge. They know God as punisher. They know God as the great eye in the sky ready to knock you out with a lightning bolt. Amen? But that's a matter of perception. It's a matter of perception. Perception for people is their reality. It doesn't mean it's true. I spent many years doing lots of drugs because life was too heavy for me, and so I was attempting to change my perception. It didn't change my life at all. As a matter of fact, it made it worse. I couldn't perceive reality at all. I made terrible decisions because my perception was skewed. People do that with the Lord. The enemy gets in your head and causes you to have a misconception, and therefore you misperceive who God really is because you've held your spirit man captive. Amen? So then there's no fellowship, and then there's no revelation, and then there's no spiritual truth manifesting itself in the natural realm. Amen? So first of all, we have to realize that it's not a task, it's not a duty, it's not part of my job, it's not something that i got to check off the list. But when I get past myself and I worship God because he's worth it, because he deserves it, then I'm able to fellowship with him, which was the whole idea to begin with, hopefully. Isn't that why we're here? To fellowship with the Lord? So that's step one is we got to solically get there. In our minds, we have to decide to step out of the way and allow our spirit man to take the, the driver's seat. Isn't that right? We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. See, we forget. We forget. It's interesting, Leela, that you were talking about the things of eternal importance. I took a walk today. I had some time... Uh, to myself and so I live in Sand Springs and the water in the river in Sand Springs is super low so I was able to walk out in the river almost completely like in the center of it like way out in the middle because the water's so low and I was walking around and looking at stuff that are usually underwater and just just wow man you would never see this if the water was so wasn't so low and so I'm walking down you know down the center of the river effectively and I got to where the bridge 97 highway 97 crosses the river and there was a bunch of debris underneath the bridge and the closer I got the more I could see that that was the old bridge that they had torn down and just this monolithic skeleton of twisted, rusty, 
rebar and broken concrete was just this huge corpse was laying broken and forgotten. I've lived in Sand Springs for 15 years. I've never seen that stuff. I drive over it every day. I've been over that bridge a thousand times. I never knew that was under there until the water was low. So I walked over there, and now I'm walking on columns that are laying flat, and they're broken in the middle, and they've just you can see where the water's just worn over these things, and it's been that way for years and years. And so I was, I was just looking around, and Mar- I was like, wow, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, look at all of these monuments to man's achievement. Think about how many men congratulated each other and bragged about their achievement. But here it lays broken and forgotten. And if the water hadn't been so low, I would have never known it was there. But in the time, in the moment, those, man, I can just imagine how pleased those people were with themselves. It was probably a marvel of engineering at the time. But they knocked it down because engineering progresses amen they come up with better bigger faster stronger ways isn't that right so then the lord began to speak to me that this is what it looks like when you continually sow into carnality is that we continually build monuments to ourselves that eventually decay and are forgotten and the names of those men and women that built those things are long forgotten There might be a record of their name somewhere, but who knows? Who knows how long that thing's even been laying underneath the water? And so he was saying these things are going to pass into eternity. As a matter of fact, these are all going to be burned up in the end, and there'll be nothing. There'll be no record at all, no memory, nothing. And he said, Jesse, this is what the vast majority of the church is doing, is building monuments to themselves that will not last in eternity they will not remain they'll break their arms patting each other on the back for nothing and there's a sense of urgency that needs to arise in the church not emergency but urgency we need to recognize the time that we're in the time is short we need to prioritize the efforts that we're putting forth we need to allow our spirit man to drive rather than being held captive and continue in the traditions of men Amen? So we got to quit building altars to ourselves and start building altars to Yahweh, our creator and owner. Amen? So this is how we begin to do that is we have to learn how to worship God so that we can, this is is where I'm getting to the word that I've got for us that that the Lord put on my heart tonight is that the Lord is calling the church up to a place of greater revelation. His desire is to pour out revelation upon His people. He's poured out His Spirit, but we have trouble receiving. He wants to get us to a place. The time is such that we, he, he, His heart is to pour out liberally, generously, without limit. He wants to pass around revelation so much that we can't contain it, but then it spills out into the world. Amen? Because time is short. We have to get past what we've always done in order to be able to receive this greater level of revelation. I was greatly blessed by what came forth in Arise in talking about new seasons, 
new positions, people will pass into what they were truly called to do instead of what they've been doing out of necessity because there haven't been other people step up to do what they've been called to do. But God is eliminating lean waste, they call that in business world. He's eliminating the waste and rearranging people so that they will step into what they've actually been called to do. I know personally, and I'm going to speak this out by faith right now, I've only told a few people this, but I'm going to make a public profession because the Holy Spirit really moved upon me personally when those things were coming forth during a rise. Is that I've been a teacher up to this point, a teacher of the Bible, but the Lord started to speak to me about two years ago about stepping into the office of prophet. And I struggled with that, and I actually fought against it. I wrestled with it. I don't actually want that because it will cause me, it will, it will, it will require of me a deeper letter, level of dedication, and a greater level of effort. Meanwhile, as I'm wrestling with the idea of stepping into the office of prophet, I start to cry out to the Lord, why aren't you pouring out prophetic visions to me? Why do I not have any thus saith the Lord's? And then I began to see why he was moving upon me to change my attitude about gratitude, to change my attitude about my approach to him. I have to change what I'm doing. God does not change. Amen? So, we are the people of his pleasure. The King James says we are the sheep of his pasture. We need to understand that God takes great pleasure in expressing himself through us. We need to understand that the design and the plan from eternity past, it has always been the design and the plan. According to God's infinite wisdom, the source of all wisdom, God in his infinite wisdom designed each one of us to be an individual expression of him. Each and every one of us is an individual expression of God Almighty. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul encourages the church at Ephesus to be mindful that we are his workmanship, is what it says in the King James. But that word in Greek is poema. That's where we get the word poem. We are his poetry. We are God's creative expression. He takes great joy in expressing himself individually in each and every one of us. You talk about purpose. As long as I'm holding my spirit man captive, my purpose is held captive. Amen? So I've got to learn how to approach the Lord in order for him to express himself with divine purpose through me. He owns me. He's my creator. How dare I suppress God's will? That means I'm the one. You ever uh, in the summertime when you're, this might show my age, but we used to drink out of the garden hose when we were kids. There was no such thing as bottled water. <laughs> but when you finish taking the drink, first of all, let the hot water run out. <laughs> yeah. 
But when you finish taking your drink and it's all over your face and your clothes and everything, but it's going to dry in five seconds because it's Oklahoma, you kink the hose so you can pass it to your buddy. You guys remember that? That's what we're doing when we do not submit to God expressing himself through us. We've kinked the hose. It's not the devil. Now, there is an aspect of the enemy causing us to misperceive and have a bad perception of God. There's inspiration there, but we have the choice. We choose what we think about. Isn't that right? We choose what we think about. We choose what we accept. We choose what we walk in. We're the one who have chosen that. We've chosen to cut off the supply of God Almighty to those around us. God is calling us to go beyond that. Let go of the hose, he's saying. Now, that's not thus saith the Lord. That's Jesse right there. But let go of the hose, amen? You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Now we're progressing. In the King James, it says, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. The word gate in the Hebrew, it's talking about a door that is open. And so um, it's a word picture of a king and his temple grounds, his, uh, uh, his castle grounds, if you will. So you enter in through the gates with thanksgiving. The password, how do you get in? What's the secret word? Thank you. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and then it says you enter into his courts with praise. The courts are speaking of a greater level of intimacy. And the Lord was showing me this today. It's kind of like I don't let people in my backyard because that's my space. That's where I got my stuff. My dogs aren't going to let you back there anyway, right? Because it's their space that I put them in charge of. But it's a personal space. You understand what I'm saying? So my backyard, my front yard, you don't, and, and, you know, I would imagine people in a more rural area such as Manford have bigger backyards. Get off my property. It's a personal space, isn't that right? We enter into his open door, his gates with thanksgiving. We're entering in with the proper attitude of praise. And then that allows us to get deeper into God's personal space, face-to-face with an offering. The Hebrew speaks of an extended hand. This has to be an offering made by us toward the Lord. This is how we properly worship God. We come with thanksgiving and praise, extending a, a, a sacrifice of self in the form of, I praise you because you created me, you own me, I've been created with the design that you had in mind to begin with, and everything that I assert and try and achieve is going to pass away. In light of eternity has no worth and no value. So instead, I offer myself with thanksgiving and praise. Father, I submit because of my recognition that you are God, King of kings, the great I am, my creator and owner. And I submit myself. And not only that, I thank you for the opportunity to approach you in praise to begin with. Thank you, Lord, that you allow me to come into your presence, into your personal space, and give this to you personally. Amen? And the old covenant had to be a high priest. But amen, Jesus has become our high priest, and we are each priest. We are able to approach God personally, with boldness, without reservation, without even an appointment. 
Amen? What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Now we're moving into what worship is. We have gotten our minds out of the way by submitting our uh, solical wants and or perceptions for the truth that is the spirit, allowing our spirit man to affect our mind and our body just has to tag along. It's just the container, guys. It's just the container. And then we begin, that's when we really begin to worship. But here's the key. It's impossible to truly worship God without a revelation of His holiness. Amen, I got two head nods. Nobody's heard that before? You cannot truly worship God only on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. You cannot truly worship God if you're trying to add a little bit of Jesus into your normal day. You cannot truly worship God if it's part-time. You cannot truly worship God if it's a afterthought. You cannot truly worship God without a revelation of His holiness. Once you get a revelation of His holiness, there's no choice. You're overcome. You will worship God when you see His holiness. You understand that in the Old Covenant in Isaiah and then also in the New Covenant in the book of Revelation, God is referred to as holy, holy, holy. It's no mistake that it's said three times. God alone is holy. We are allowed to walk in His holiness because of Jesus, but it's God's holiness. Holy, 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 completely, finally, infinitely, without reservation, the source of holiness, the end of holiness, the definition of holiness. And you cannot properly worship God without a revelation of how holy He really is. Amen? That's why we only worship on Sunday morning or Wednesday nights, because we don't have any idea how holy He is. Amen? Amen? You guys all right? I, don't, I feel like I'm beating up on you, but the Lord, I mean, He wants us to hear these things. It's time. It's time. Amen? I thank God for the ministry of Pastor Greg and Mama Karen. I like, to, I like to call her Mama Karen. Because they have a place that I've given them in my life in order to receive from the hand of the Lord through their ministry. I thank God for the seven or eight years, or how long it's been since we've been at this church, that God's been preparing us for this moment. And for what the church is moving into and the things that God has spoken over this ministry and the ministers. I thank God for all of the things that have been preordained and orchestrated in order for us to be here now. Amen? Amen. Or else this word couldn't come forth because we wouldn't be able to hear it. We'd choke on it. Isn't that right? Thank God he chastens those whom he loves. Amen. And when we start to recognize that it's not punishment, but it's correction that we need and results in our being able to fully manifest His expression in the earth and what a privilege that is, by all means, God, it may not be pleasant in the moment, but correct me. If I need some correction, I realize that I need some correction. And I'm going to have to be okay with that because ultimately that is God's love. 
Isn't that right? Hallelujah. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind it will astound you, and he's famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Amen. Turn with me really quickly in the time that we have left to Psalm 95. And a lot of these things are going to be a, a, a a repeat. But there's some things I want to point out in Psalm 95 that he doesn't bring out in Psalm 100. Come on, everyone, let's sing for joy to the Lord. Let's shout. Again, that's the doxology. That's the proper way to worship the Lord. We shout. We sing our praises. Let's shout our loudest praises to God who saved us. Everyone come meet his face with a thankful heart. Again, that's personal space. Isn't that right? The overcoming of self opens the door to fellowship. We worship so that we can fellowship. Amen? Um, Don't hold back your praises. Make him great by your shouts of joy, for the Lord is the greatest of all, King God over all other gods. In one hand, he holds the mysteries of the earth, and in the other, he holds the highest mountain peaks. He's the owner of every ocean, the engineer and sculptor of earth itself. And then here's where we get to what worship looks like. Come and kneel before this creator God. Come and bow before the mighty God, our majestic maker. For we are those he cares for, and he is God. He is the God we worship. So drop everything else and listen to his voice. For this is what he's saying. Today when I speak, don't even think about turning a deaf ear to me. Like they did when they tested me at Meribah and Massa. He's talking about the children of Israel wandering in the desert. The place where they argued with me, their creator. Your ancestors challenged me over and over with their complaining Even though I had convinced them of my power and love, they still doubted my care for them. So for 40 long years, I was grieved and disgusted by them. I described them as wicked wanderers whose hearts would not follow my ways or keep my words. So I made a vow in my anger and declared they will not enter the resting place I've planned for them. So don't you you ever be hard-hearted or stubborn like they were. I want to point out some things. A lot of times we need to look at what it isn't so that we can see that what it is. Isn't that right? So he was saying, uh, in verse, starting verse 7, for we are those he cares for and he's the God we worship. So drop everything else and listen to his voice is what it says in the Passion. But in the King James it says, they hear my voice, or they didn't hear my voice. And so, since he said they don't hear my voice, we can deduce that worship causes us to be able to hear from God. If you want to hear from God, you got to worship Him. Why wasn't I getting any thus day at the Lord's? Because I wasn't worshiping Him. Not in the way that's prescribed in Scripture, not in the proper way. I had to abandon everything I was doing and instead submit to the Word of God, submit to what He had prescribed as the proper way to approach Him. You know, we're just going to have to accept it. He deserves it. He's allowed. He's allowed to set forth whatever mandate 
he deems necessary. Amen? He's God. Amen? You're going to have to settle that. I'm going to have to settle that. Don't amen without amening. You understand? There's a lot. Sometimes we do a lot of amening and we're not really amening. Sometimes we do a lot of amening and we don't have any idea what we're amening to. God heard you amen. <laughs> I'm teasing you. So anyway, you want to hear from the Lord? Then you're going to have to worship him. Amen? If you want rest, you're going to have to learn to worship God. You want to know why you never have any rest? Because you haven't learned how to worship God. There's no rest in your mind. There's no rest in your job. There's no rest in your relationships. There's no rest in what you're trying to achieve. There's no rest. There's no rest from what you're trying to accomplish, even in your work for the ministry. There's no rest. It's constant. It's day or night. There's no peace. There's no joy. There's no strength. There's no rest. You understand what the Sabbath was for? It was a test of faith. Will you rest? The Israelites in the account and the wanderings couldn't do it. And then they couldn't do it later when God told them, let the land rest. And they didn't. That's why. The Bible's very clear. That's why they went into captivity, because they could not rest. They did not pass the test. Rest is a test of faith. Can you rest? I'm telling you, you cannot unless you learn how to worship God. Amen? So worship God does not mean I come to him with my petitions only and expect God to meet my needs all the time. That's not worship. Worship is coming before the God Almighty, my creator and owner, with thanksgiving and praise, with a shout, a sacrifice of praise. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I get past myself. I get past the solical realm, and I allow my spirit man to take control, and I worship God for who he is because he is good. He is the great, the great I am. He is the master of all. He holds the depths of the valleys in his hands. He holds the height of the mountains in his hands. He spans the universe with his hand like this. He is the creator of all heaven and earth. Everything, 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 the great I am, the all-sufficient one, the great one, the almighty. And that's what is required for fellowship. Remember, our spirits are created to worship God for who he is, not for what he can give me. My spirit man is created to worship God for who he is because he deserves it. And when I come with that attitude, thank you, Lord, I offer praise because you deserve it. You alone are worthy of more praise than I could ever give in an eternity. So that means I'm going to spend eternity praising you, Father. That opens the door to his personal space. Come in. That causes and gives room for fellowship. 
We're created for worship, which opens the door to fellowship, which is the only way that we can receive revelation. You want to know how holy God is? Who wants to know how holy God is? I'll wait. Then you're going to have to worship God in order to be in fellowship with him so that you can gain a revelation of his holiness so that you can worship him better, so that you can have greater fellowship with the Lord. That's the process. That's the sanctification. That's the growing spiritually. That's the going from glory to glory. That's passing the test. That is moving up in the Lord. That is gaining promotion. That is walking in greater authority. That is walking in greater power. That is what God had in mind for us, is worship to him because he deserves it so that we can fellowship with him, so that he can pass revelation unto us, so that we can see how holy he is, so that we can worship him even better to have greater revelation, to have greater fellowship with him so that he can manifest himself through us in the earth. Resulting in his will is that none should perish, that all should come to everlasting life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been moved upon by the Holy Spirit in my personal life to increase my giving and offering of thanks. As I've done so, I've realized that it's not just gratitude, but it's worship. And as I've done that, I've gotten greater revelation from his word. I've been able to hear directly from his spirit more clearly. You remember Elijah when he was running for his life, or at least he thought he was, from Jezebel? And he said, I'm the only one. But really, there was hundreds. And God said, just sit here for a minute. Watch this. And there was a great whirlwind, right? But God was not in the whirlwind. And then there was an earthquake, and God was not in the earthquake. And then there was a mighty fire that raged through there, and God was not in the fire. It was in the stillness that God spoke softly but directly. So when we still our minds, when we get out of the solical realm, when we get out of what we perceive should, what God should look like, then God is able to speak to us directly. Amen? And I don't know about you guys, but I desire to hear more from the Lord. I want to hear from God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's, uh, in the time, I've actually gone over a little bit, but I want to pray a little bit real quick. Is that all right with you guys? Because I'm going to do it anyway. Amen. Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Father, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Praise you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, we worship you for who you are. We magnify you, Jesus. We submit with joy to you, Holy Spirit. 
And we are confident, we are confident, we are confident because you are faithful from generation to generation and everyone knows you're famous for your faithfulness. That fellowship will increase. Amen. Revelation will increase. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tonight, as we dismiss, I'm going to have the, the ministers go ahead and come forward. If there, are, if there is any need that you have, any need at all, whether you need to be born again or rededicate your life to Jesus, or you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, get a little Holy Ghost on you, speak in tongues, then we, these ministers would love to pray with you. If you need to just have someone coming into agreement with you that, hey, I haven't been worshiping God the way I should, but I want to. I want to know God. I want fellowship with God. Then these, these ministers can help you. Amen. So do not leave here tonight without coming forward and having your needs met. Amen. You guys okay? You still love me? All right. All right. With that, you guys are dismissed. Be blessed.